0: Welcome to the Get All Set podcast. My name is Emily,
1: and my name is Andrew.
0: And It's just the two of us.
1: Yep, Boring. we can
0: podcast if we try.
1: We could, but that would involve trying, and that sounds like a lot of effort right now. This oh time my of god! The year in this country, in this county, in the city. This,
0: this, this just like it's kind of that thing where you just sort of want to. If someone asks you how things are going, you just kind of want to vaguely gesture at like everything that's happening
1: yeah I, at that point i kind of just go back to my melancholy default answer to that question which is it's going which yeah surprisingly a lot of people are really just like they're like oh that's a strange answer but th- I, I don't ever get follow-up on that answer every once in a while maybe but
0: i always say it's going
1: like people just kind of give me that look like wait what does that mean is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Do I care? I probably don't care. And then they just move on. That's kind of the end of it.
0: It's just, you know, progressing through the, the fabric of space and time, which does not exist. Or time is t- Time is distance. That's That's literally all time is. Distance traveled.
1: Sure. But that said, the universe is flat. So, flat earthers are kind of right at this point. It's just not about the earth, it's about the universe.
0: Well, time is a flat circle.
1: I thought the universe was flat. Is the universe time? Is time a construct? I believe time is a construct.
0: Well, then it doesn't exist. This is what Uh, I said, and we're back to where I started.
1: But constructs do exist.
0: Remember when this was like about guitars?
1: Constructs are created, and who created (laughs) everything, you heathen?
0: Uh, I think it was this little accident.
1: Well, that's the first thing. (laughs) I think, I think it was intentional. But that's where you and I disagree. respectfully. You don't think there?
0: You don't think there are happy and beautiful accidents?
1: I so many children are happy, beautiful
0: accidents. (laughs) 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 You're a happy accident.
1: Uh, yes, I was born eight months after my parents uh, got married. Mm, wow! My parents—I um, don't know if I'm supposed to be sharing this kind of information publicly. Anyways, they
0: don't—they li- don't listen to this podcast.
1: Eh, my mom's in the other room, but my parents are divorced, so <laughs> screw it. They, <laughs> from the day they met to the day they got married it was ten weeks.
0: Holy crap, dude! Wow!
1: Yeah. <laughs> That, that's and I all, my that's all the context past. I need to share at this point.
0: I think my parents got married after like six months or they well, they moved in after four. Rick moved in after like four months. Not, you know, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that about Rick. <laughs> no, he's a good man.
1: I am grateful to have known Melissa for several years before we even considered the possibility that we could date each other. Oh, wow. Really? yeah it, okay you don't story. have to talk about
0: it i no, mean no, no, um, no, I, I, I know I, I, I you're a private about. person
1: i can be private and i can also share some of the cute details and you know what i think it's long overdue that i told the abbreviated story of how melissa and i met sure i know this is what everybody wanted to hear when they got into a they're podcast. like
0: oh uh, <sighs> they're probably just happy that we're talking about something lighthearted.
1: right the world's been pretty heavy lately let's talk about you know love because love is exciting we need more of yeah. it in the world so i went to a sleepy little university called azusa pacific university in los angeles county in the city of you guessed it, azusa az usa and small little private christian school make of that what you will it's a wesleyan university for anyone who cares which means and it's not affiliated with the denomination none of this is relevant to the story i just felt like sharing so I went and I studied practical theology, or more specifically, youth ministry. I studied to be a pastor, and as you know, a good youth ministry student, I volunteered with a church relatively early on. So, about uh, halfway through my first semester, of freshman year, I had already found a church that I was really happy with and started volunteering with youth ministry. Weird thing is, is so did Melissa. She wasn't a ministry major; she was a business major, or I think she was a psychology major at that point. I I lose track.
0: It's less important than other things.
1: I don't, she changed majors a few times. I only changed my major once and changed it from Christian ministry to youth ministry, which seems like it wouldn't be that big of a difference, but it actually was in terms of program uh, makeup and the kinds of classes that you took. I digress. So we both ended up at the same church. She was dating someone who was a ministry major, uh, who's a year ahead of me in my program who I caught up to pretty quickly because I went to college with a lot of AP classes in the books or AP past AP tests. So I started college with 25 credits.
0: Damn. That's more than me.
1: Yeah. So that's how I, that's actually the main reason why I was able to graduate in seven semesters and saved a lot of money that way. Anyways. So she was dating my classmate. That's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. uh, Really a friend of mine, really good guy. And we were both, she and I were both volunteering at the same church uh, at the youth group you know, doing youth group type stuff. And that was like that for like a couple of years. I got to be friends with her. Uh, She was just really cool. And then come junior year, um, she was no longer dating this guy. I was no longer dating anybody else. And I was sitting there going, wait a minute. We've been really good friends for a couple of years. We clearly can work together because we've been volunteering in this particular context the little bit that I know about what she wanted out of life. I'm like, I think we want similar things out of life. Why don't I just take you on a date? So I asked her out and she said, no, flat. No, absolutely. No way. Um, I was like crushed. I was like, Oh, well that's okay. I respect that. And I wasn't going to be rude. I wasn't going to be persnickety. I, I wasn't going to try and follow up and do the sneaky. I'm going to convince you. I will possess your heart to quote. B-huh
0: yeah, that's um, not a creepy song at all.
1: <laughs> wasn't going for any of that. It's like, you know what? It, it is what it is. I tried. And I like our friendship, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. Fast forward a couple of weeks, she was like maybe. Went on Christmas break, came back and she's like, All right, you get one date. And no more than one date, and we'll all just I'll get to decide after that. So now I'm thinking, huh. I get one date, I've got to make the most of this, and I have to be able to convince her that it's worth having another date after the fact. So here's what I did for my first date is, of course, I picked her up at her apartment, so I went, knocked on the door. I was dressed to the nines which for college, which uh, was not really dressed to the nines. It was just whatever collared shirt I could find and a tie that didn't necessarily match. I think it did. I don't remember. Again, unnecessary details. And I had a couple of things in my hands to give to her one is flowers that is very normal that is very expected that is uh and just that's just what you do on a first date is you bring someone flowers maybe that's even a bit much for a first date but you know we were already yeah I I, did,
0: I I didn't get that from my first date with my husband <laughs> he did buy me a turkey sandwich well that's
1: kind um we had known each other for a while. I was really set; like, I really like this girl. I'm gonna make this happen. So I showed it with flowers. I was trying to do the be all impressive. It was the like $3.99 discount bunch from the Stater brothers that was next to the uh, the university. But you know, it's the money I had. And the other thing was not the expected item. This is the item that when she saw, I was like, What? I had the flowers in a vase. And she's like, Okay, thank you for the flowers. And the I don't think I've ever got a vase before. Why why did you get me a vase? And I said, well, you're going to need somewhere to put the flowers that I I bring to you on our second date.
0: Oh, that's pretty cute.
1: And just right out the bat, I just made it clear that I I wanted a second date. That was kind of that. We still have that vase. It was from the dollar store. It is a cheesy (laughs) little blue glass vase where you can totally see the seam on both sides.
0: There's nothing Uh, wrong with that.
1: But it's one of uh, my personal favorite possessions that we've got. Uh, I had my root college roommate dressed in a bow tie, and he was our chauffeur. Did not say a word. He put together a playlist. I'd never vetted the playlist, so there was definitely some really humorous moments. Like, I would not have put that on the uh, first date playlist, but all right. Uh, drove us to a completely secret location. She had no idea where we, were, where we were going, and we like several exits down the freeway, she's like, okay, I really have no idea where we're going. Took her to Chipotle. But not the one literally right across the street from the university. I had to take her to the one like three cities over just to make sure that she was confused. And like, you know, it was it was a surprise. It was a successful first date. And I think like five, six months later, we were pregnant. So,
0: yay. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs>
1: it did escalate really quickly. It just kind of one of those oh. like clicked and kind of just knew after the first couple you dates, you're like, oh, yeah, this is, this is it. that was easy wow so and i haven't looked back since got married had the kiddo all those sorts of things nice and now we're married for four and a half years now which in the front of things isn't like a ton of time but it feels like it's gone by in a blink of an eye wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. I'm not
0: going to spend 10 minutes talking about how Rick and I met, but I will say that it was less of us meeting and more of he saw me at the library where I was working and found me later kind of deals. <laughs> but uh, he must have well, had a thing for librarians, you know, but. um,
1: I mean, I'm not going to shame.
0: He actually uh, helped me film one of my the demo video I filmed tonight that I'm hopefully Aww. releasing on Sunday or Monday. Fun. Yeah, it was for that bass Rumble 40. I bought a bass amp to do bass demos with. Right. Um, and I just was having a little bit of trouble demoing the amp itself. It's just kind of a weirder thing. Like, I wanted to be able to monitor the audio. Like, it was just, it was kind of different and more involved in other demos. So I asked him to help me and with five minutes notice. Because he's a bassist, so I'm like, you can do it. You know how to play audio slave songs and stuff. And... um
1: that's um, the exact um, one
0: um, are there others i don't know um and in oj's money 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 song uh, but i always like watching him play bass so i was really happy and excited to bring him in on that demo with a very little notice he he did a very good job i think and uh yeah well he's, i'm looking forward to great.
1: seeing that video
0: thank you he always is just such a big supporter of, of me and my endeavors and every time I see somebody like l- let's be real mostly dudes on the gear pages like talk about their wives I'm like why are you married to someone that you don't like like yeah, clearly don't like
1: confounded me.
0: I saw on the on the a, a group that shall not be named because I have bad blood with that group a little bit
1: snitches get stitches <laughs>
0: Uh, yes. Quacking ducks get shot. Um,
1: digital snitches get digital stitches. All right.
0: (laughs) Some guy, he posted about how now a corner of his living room is the wife autonomous zone. So I know he's making, was making a joke about the Capitol Hill autonomous zone, which is now called the Capitol Hill, um, occupational protest zone. Uh, but at, at the same time, I was like, the, "I don't think he understands the naming convention of Chaz, <laughs> because it's yeah. not because it's not that it's autonomous from Capitol Hill. It's that it's autonomous and it's in Capitol Hill.
1: Well, I mean, that would be like if we named the Capitol Hill autonomous zone the uh, the police autonomous zone. Like, no, it's not a right like." No, it's, it's location. So then you would just you would have named it like the northeast corner of the living room autonomous. Yes,
0: zone. exactly.
1: People, people, people. So just get it
0: right. Get it right. If you're going to make a joke about our our lovely little occupied area in Seattle, get right.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, so the, I mean, the nice thing is we can rule out that they're not a grammar Nazi. Other type of Nazis still yet to be determined, but at least I'll they're take a grammar, grammar
0: I'll, I'll take a grammar Nazi over an SS Nazi any day of the week.
1: A super special Nazi?
0: A super special Nazi. Yes. The anti, um,
1: anti-fascists?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> it's like Trump's – who posted that in the chat today? Somebody –
1: I'm posted. pretty sure I did. I've been it was you. I've been rolling with the memes like crazy, which by the way, if you want fire memes all day, be a Patreon supporter. We'll put you on the Patreon chat and myself and other patrons constantly we'll flood it with memes. Day. Yes. It's it's my like so constant, ever burning candle of joy.
0: I know last week we joked that there was drama and it there really isn't. It's just there, fun. There's no drama. It, there's no everybody's drama. friends,
1: everybody's respectful. It's like a little digital utopia. It's my Lots corner of, cats. of the internet where I go to be like, guys, I'm having a rough day. I'm just gonna be real with you. And then they just send me a picture of cats, they send me memes, they make all kinds of Star Wars jokes, and they even put up with my puns. That's the yes. kind of utopia we're talking about. They deal <laughs> with my puns. They even laugh react to them. I mean that's that's some serious support.
0: You also get special content access. Uh, typically, you get to watch the demos before they get released. Uh, the, you get sorry, input into the, the episodes, too. The selling point to, is the memes,
1: Emily. Come on. It's the it memes. You get early put access into the... to your awesome demos.
0: Yes. Yes, my awesome demos that have just been taken off. But, uh, yeah. Do do we want to talk about the, the demos I've been churning out? Because I'm kind of tired, and I've done a lot of demos.
1: <laughs> You've done a ton of demos. Yeah. Um, Which, like, it's been a crazy couple of weeks for you. I dropped off, like, almost 20 pedals. I've not gone through very many of them. Yeah, And I was like, that'll take, you know, like a week or two. And then, like, every day or two, it's been like, oh, look, I got something in the mail. I'm just sitting here going, (laughs) where is she getting all of this stuff?
0: From excellent builders who want to support us. (laughs) From our friends at Ernie Ball and Surfy Industries. And yeah. a little from Fender, and then I I've, I've actually bought more things lately than I've gotten like to demo. But I got a Boss in uh, the DD two hundred, which is really 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 great. Like I'm glad I didn't buy that Alter Ego from you because the the DD two hundred by Boss is really 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 good.
1: Yeah, I had a sneaking suspicion that was gonna be uh, that was gonna blow the uh, Alter Ego out of the water. Which by the way is for sale because that's got to pay for one of my current new gear days that I need to yeah. pay off.
0: I also bought the Madover Swell Echo, a, a blend model he had because he was donating all the proceeds that day to a Black Lives Matter adjacent cause. I forget exactly which one because there have been Aww. so many really cool, really cool things that builders have been doing lately where they donate profits from a day or a week or even all sales um, from a day or a week to, to various charities that matter a lot to them that um, support you know, the... BIPOC folks in in our universe, and uh, so I've been trying to to get it on those sales where I can. I had the uh, Matterverse Trimstortion already, which is a great pedal, and then the Swell Echo, which I haven't kind of spent a lot of time with, but it's oh, have you? It's so beautiful.
1: It's oh, got that, a really nice stellar.
0: Yeah, and I also bought the uh, Montreal Assembly Count to Five, which I plugged in for Lucky. the first time yesterday for thirty minutes. So I'm like i'm like this is this is one of the most incredible things I've ever touched, and I have no idea how to film a demo of this like I have no idea
1: I feel like ugh, I definitely joke a lot about like I'm not high enough for this pedal uh in terms of I wasn't you know, high
0: enough for that pedal
1: joking about you know taking you know, psychedelics and you know the typical like i'm I'm a psychedelic rocker kind of mentality, yeah. Which, I'm not a psychedelics person. I haven't taken any. I'm actually scared. to do the concept of psychedelics. Say, say. But anyways, I, I like to joke about it. And usually I'm like, haha, but like, actually, like I, I would definitely play the pedal anyways. It just sounds like fine. And that's one that I'm like, no, yeah, I'd have like, I don't know what to do with that. No matter what my state of mind is. It's just so freaking cool.
0: It's very ambient. And it, it's, I the thing is, and I'm really kind of embarrassed to say this, I went into this pedal completely blind. It's like our our um our friend of the show and Patreon supporter uh, Noah Barnett, who I need to write Noah. a song for. Uh, yeah, I love Noah. Um, I need to write him a song. I just been a little. I had a weird moment today with 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 um a song I wrote a friend, and then something happened. Um, it, don't worry about it. Uh, it's actually fine, but it just just kind of affected me a little bit. So I might write that for Noah uh, the next couple days, but uh, he was so stoked on it and I saw them and I know that my friend, Jim Bryson um, from Ontario, who's been on the show, he had one and I almost bought one uh, several months ago when they had some blims available on their store for like 200 bucks. Um, But I didn't do it and I kind of regretted it. And then I think the new ones are even prettier. So I'm really glad I got one of those. Yeah. And I was playing it, I'm like, I I I knew that it was vaguely a delay. But that's all I knew about it. And it's I don't know if I would call it a delay. <laughs> it's
1: it's it's an entire thing on its own. We were having a discussion in the patron group on whether or not it was an instrument. And I think the deciding factor, the only thing that's stopping us from labeling it as its own independent instrument is that it doesn't generate tones autonomously, but it almost kind of does at the same time. It's wild, and I'm so in love with the idea, and I'm definitely stealing it from you for a couple weeks at some point.
0: Oh, are you? Because I paid for that with my money, boy.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I would just uh-huh. like the bar You've got twenty of my pedals right now. I'm sure at some point while you're busy demoing other things, I could borrow it just to go <laughs> absolutely insane without the need for any sort of psychedelic inhibitions. Or you know what? It, uh,
0: what it reminds me the most of is the mood.
1: You know, I could see that. I could see that comparison. That's definitely in the same ballpark.
0: Because it's certainly like that's
1: the closest thing I could think of.
0: Yeah, because I was playing it and I, I really felt like it was. Um, Similar in uh, its heart and soul to the mood. Well, I guess that would make the mood similar in its heart and soul to the Count of Five, especially in the um, the second and third modes that take like the longer samples and kind of put them back at you. Because they're almost always listening, but so is the delay. It's it's really unique, and I like it a
1: lot. I could see, but everybody really knows that. Liking it. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Knew- it's, it's legendary ambient. for a reason It's legend, wait for it, it comes out of a cow Dairy so. <laughs> Jesus
0: uh, It's it's like an ambient dream machine It's, yeah, well done
1: So It's my they turn know. to talk about my new gear Because I got new gear and I am Hyped
0: I am glad because I feel like It wasn't the easiest decision That you made that
1: day It wasn't <laughs> <sighs> But it also just wasn't an easy decision to begin I, I was, so here's the story. I had, I'm going to tell the story and I'm going to give you all the details and I'm going to really hope that my buyer doesn't get upset with me for the flip game that I pulled on this. So I had a, an amplifier a couple weeks ago, had, I'd had it for a few years. And I think I've told the story in the podcast before, but I'm going to tell it again because it's one of my favorite experience as a guitar center. And you'll understand in a moment why. So when I worked at guitar center, I'd only been there for a few months and, you know, guitar center buys in used equipment. That's a pretty normal thing that they do on a regular basis. And I was the sales associate who was taking care of this guy that came in. He ran a bunch of rat-a-tat looking equipment. I was like, ah, this is going to be kind of tough to appraise. I'm going to have to explain to the guy that, sorry, your stuff's really beat up. So I'm going through the equipment and Half of it doesn't work. And one of the things that doesn't work is this Carvin amplifier. It's a two by 12 combo. It was stupid heavy. And I'm just saying, you're like, it wouldn't even turn on. I'm like, buddy, I, I, I'm i sorry. We can't, if it won't turn on and we can't test whether or not there's an issue with it, we can't buy it from you. And the kid was really, really nice about it. I really mean that. In all sincerity, the kid was incredibly nice. And he was very understanding. And I was incredible very grateful for that because not everybody who came usually with used buys people come in they're like you're gonna offer me how much that's insulting i'm like well we're offering you cash on the spot i don't know there's a time and place for it so i'm helping this walk this we we bought the couple of things that he was able to sell and i'm wa- helping him walk everything back out because it was heavy so we threw it on a dolly for him and i'm walking him down the ramp and he's like hey so here's the deal I need to get rid of this stuff. It does At this point, it's no longer about the money. Do you want the amp? And I'm sitting there going, I can't say yes to this because, you know, the Guitar Center has its own rules about swooping on deals and uh, uh, use deal poaching. You're really not supposed to poach or tell the guy, hey, we could offer you like 200 bucks for that, but. I'll meet you outside if you say no in 15 minutes and give you 300 for it. If it's a good deal, you're not supposed to do that kind of stuff. So this kind of fell into that category and I was like, uh, I'm going to go with my gut here. I can't do this. I need this job. I can't afford to get fired over getting a free amp. I'm sorry, bud. He's like, okay. Are you just saying that? Cause you don't want it. Or are you saying that because you just don't want to lose your job? I'm like, look, I'd love to take it. This thing looks really cool. And I'd be really curious to see what it'd take to get it back together. He's like, okay. So uh, what's your car? I'm like, what? (laughs) Which car is yours? Point to it. So I pointed and then I went back inside and it was like, wait, is he going to? No. he. Why would he? I took my my lunch break like five minutes later, went out there, and sure enough, the amp is just sitting next to my car. I am super bummed he didn't leave the foot switch because he had the foot switch for the amp and he didn't leave it with it. Super bummed about that.
0: Oh, baggy, uh, choosy beggars, choosy beggars. I know.
1: So I took it home. Uh, it was checking it out, and it was missing one of the fuses and the cap to the fuse box. So I called Carvin, um, managed to get – this is before they went out of business, and they were, they sent me the part, the, the fuse box cap, free of charge just for the cost of shipping. Then I went to Ace Hardware, got got a fuse for it, put it all together, flipped it on, and it just came to life. Oh, had this nice. amp for years. It sounded so good. I, I really loved how it sounded. I it had the right amount of character. Um, it was maybe uh, right around the time I was born, which I thought was really special. But here's the deal: is it was a two twelve combo that had a hundred watts of tube power. One not solid state power because, like we, you know, like the Champ One Hundred can get pretty loud. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm talking like tube hundred watt amps. That's a Big amp. That's
0: that's a very loud amp, and that was so common with like a certain era of amplifier. I, was, I mean, I've had very loud PV amps in, in my in my life, and it's just it's what there was, and there was a reason that you could get them like at a goodwill for fifty bucks. It's because nobody needs an amp let, that loud anymore.
1: Totally. So I've had this amp for years, and I've been using it on and off when I've had the ability to, and. Um, it had, a, you know, one of the things I thought was really cool about it is it does have an attenuator in the back of it to bring it down to 50 watts or 25 watts. But even at 20, like a 25 watt tube amp, that's still like pushing it for apartments, even if you're doing I mean,
0: up. yeah, my, my Fender Champ XD was, that's only oh God, that's not a lot of watts, but it was very loud.
1: Right, right. So. It's a stupid heavy amp. It's a stu- it, it was lo- rather large. It was incredibly loud, and just it took up so much space in all these ways. I never only had a couple of opportunities where I had a chance to really open it up and take advantage of the volume it had on tap, and kind of push the the, the power amp and you know doing what it was built to do.
0: Uh, especially if you are not playing like. Large clubs or mid sized venues. There's just no reason for them in this day and age, in my opinion.
1: Right. So I was holding on to it and I was convincing myself if I just hold on to it long enough, I'm going to be in a situation where I could turn it on on a regular basis. And I think about six months ago, it finally hit me. I'm like, I could just get a different amp at this point and just actually get to play through an amp and really enjoy it. So I decided to sell it and I found a buyer sold it for 300 bucks um, If buyer if you're listening to this um, I, you still got
0: a good deal you still got a good deal buyer
1: You still got a very good deal. Everybody, all the you can't
0: You can't just always give things away even if you get them for free.
1: You know, it's just, it's... I priced it very fairly. I wasn't yeah. trying to get super greedy with it. I wanted to price it to sell. I wanted to go to someone who was going to use it. Not well, just
0: it's as, it's like when Rick was getting, picking a birthday gift for me, like we had had some chop talks and he, he said like, and I said, I just don't want to ask you to get me a pedal. I might end up selling because I don't know if I'm going to like it. And the only reason I hadn't bought the pedal is because I wasn't sure I would like it. And he's like, I, Emily, I don't care. It's your it's your birthday gift. If you don't end up liking that pedal and you sell it, that's fine. I was like, oh,
1: Yeah, so I sold it. Yeah. All of that to say, I made it about three days of having only the Strymon Iridium, which, don't get me wrong, is awesome. I yeah. also like pushing air. And I was like, well, I've got money in my gear fund now. What, I, what can I do with this? And I'd sold some other things and So I had a little bit more than I usually have just laying around. So it wasn't just like I could buy a pedal territory. It was like I could probably actually buy an amp. So I very quickly came to that realization and scuttled together some funding and put an order in for a Fender Deluxe Tone Master. I was scared Ooh. to death ordering it. it's brand new technology, I know it's been out for I few mean
0: months. they oh I mean they announced them last year as Summer Nam is my if I remember correctly
1: right uh that that sounds about right. I mean, it hasn't been out in the market super super long, but I mean, I don't know it on paper it had everything that I needed out of it. It had the attenuation down to a quarter. Uh, from it was like 20 something watts all the way down to a quarter of a watt. So I could play it at like re- just, you know, regular room conversational volumes, which was really appealing to me. Um, yeah. Or be able to take it to a, a practice or a gig or something and keep up with the drum set.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that range of volumes really appealed to me. I've always loved the way Offender Deluxe sounds. And based on all the promises, it sounds almost identical to a vintage Deluxe, which I think. Is definitely a uh, like before I bought it, I'm like there's no way. But at, you know, at least if it's in the ballpark, it should be good enough. I plugged it in with my Jennings Navigator, uh, not Navigator, um, Voyager Deluxe. Just cabled the guitar, the other end of the cable into the amp, plugged it in as soon as I got it home, and <sighs> I don't know what why it took me several years to sell the amp. I couldn't turn up <laughs> to a reasonable volume.
0: Because yeah, once
1: I was able to push this amp even with the attenuator, I could still push the amp to hit that sweet spot.
0: With with a new amp.
1: With a new amp, yeah. I mean Right.
0: I mean you can turn that down to like 0. 0.25 watts and it's just
1: quarter awesome. of a watt and it still yeah. sounds you know the bass get yeah, that the quarter watt I lose a little bit of the bass. Yeah. Um, but I've been playing it, I think it's got like half and a one one watt, the like couple notches up. I can still mm-hmm. push a little bit, get that Edge of Breakup sound, which out of Deluxe, you have to push pretty hard for.
0: Oh, totally. And it just
1: sings. I'm so happy with this thing. I, I was really hoping it was going to be as good as it sounded on paper, and I'm, so far, I am beyond stoked on this. I'm very satisfied. Good! I, I I, ha- I l- watched your demo. I thought it sounded great. I haven't tried plugging in for myself to kind of compare the interim feel versus the built-in cap simulators. But Oh,
0: yeah. No, they're cool, though. Like
1: Yeah, I wanted to try it for myself. I'm super fascinated to um, – what I really want to test is – so the, the, the Iridium has got a Fender Deluxe model in it.
0: Oh, I haven't thought to – I didn't even think to do that.
1: And so, what I want to try doing is turn off the cab simulators on both, mm-hmm. and do just the preamp. I want to compare how the preamp sounds without a cab simulator and or run a cab simulator in my DA for both inputs, and just switch mm-hmm. between the two and see with the same cab sim how are those two preamps holding.
0: You should do that.
1: I want it I need to get around to doing that sometime. Probably not this week, but maybe the week after. I'll. I'll do a little bit of a uh, investigatory work see what I can In- work up investigatory
0: yeah right. there's one video I haven't finished filming yet comparing um the fender Mustang gtX100 to uh the tone master uh, fender deluxe reverb because someone specifically asked me about it and I'm really curious and' I'm, I, I want to know now you know
1: yeah i mean i would be very curious to hear that too all I, here's here's my full takeaway at this point i would have no issues gigging this amp based on everything i've heard so far absolutely no oh, issues totally. i certainly have i've been very happy with just noodling on it during like my lunch break or whatever i'm doing cuz i you know, work from home and I'm like what do i want to do on my lunch break what I'm do gonna, i eat want a burrito oh that's right i've got burritos in the fridge uh i could eat a burrito and then i could noodle and guitar for half an hour and then go back to work
0: that's why i love working from home dude like i've been doing it for months like it's been so great to just instead of like eating lunch and scrolling my phone for an hour or going for a walk and i don't really want to go on play guitar take a nap eat whatever the hell i want for lunch so Wonderful.
1: I'm starting to settle into a better rhythm with it. Oh. And I'm starting to actually really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, and like, good. Certainly my
1: productivity is starting to go up. And I think if my productivity hasn't caught up with my productivity when I was actually going to the office, it's getting pretty close.
0: Good. Yeah, I mean, I think, it's been, I think Rick's even – my husband's been getting a little bit better with it because he really had a lot of – He was struggling, even though he he would work from home every Friday to go from it just being one day a week. He's working from home to every day. It was hard for him to hit that divide of like, when do I stop working? Because it was always before, like, when I get home, I stop working. Uh, So but he's I think he's been getting better at it. I fell into it immediately. I loved it so much right away. But that's me.
1: Well, shall we do sponsors and do some more chit-chatting?
0: Yes! This week's episode of the Get Offset Podcast is sponsored by Surfy Industries with its U.S. hub in Memphis, Tennessee. They make real-deal spring reverb units. They also have their own—I know they have a vibrato pedal and another little reverb pedal that are standard enclosure sizes, but they have a pedal board size— legit spring reverb unit that's probably uh i mean it's it it's big for a guitar pedal for sure but i have other pedals that are close to that size and it sounds great it's actually almost two reverb pedals in one because you can set two separate mix rates
1: all i all i know is you said a pedal sized spring reverb pedal and all i can think in my head now is bring
0: it drip. And it crashed, too. But apparently, the decay acts as a gate. So that if you're not playing, and you accidentally kick... Like, if you if it's a quiet moment, and you accidentally kick your pedal, it won't make the crashing sound. You have to actually be playing for it oh. to make the crashing sound. You know what? I'll be honest. I think that's smart. I think it's really smart if you have something on stage that could be hit during... A, you, the last thing you want during a quiet part in a song is a crash. And... If if all you have to do is play a smidge to get that crashing sound, that's fine.
1: I call that dynamics. Also, I admit that I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, it's actually also. It's can nice you disable
1: bail. that? Like the no, gate not, on not it? To
0: my, not to my knowledge.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Oh
0: well, don't talk smack on our sponsors. They're great. And no, again, we no, do no, we donate that sponsorship money to a couple of bail funds.
1: We did. <laughs> no, I'm not talking crap. I'm processing in real time. Right, right? right, right.
0: Let's be right, right. fair here. Really, I think and, the one downside about that pedal isn't even the size. Um, It does have a 12-volt power need, but they sell a power supply on their website for $80 that I might pick up because $80 is about the cheap as cheapest I've ever seen that power supply, and it looks legit. I don't know exactly which one it is. It's not their own power supply; it's someone else's power supply. But so they've they're, they're I feel like they're helping uh, make that easier. But also, my walrus uh, power supply has a, a courtesy plug on it, so it's really a non issue if you have something like
1: that. Right, right. Uh, so I'm gonna sort of explain slash unofficially retract what I just said. Is I was, immediate. My immediate reaction was, "What? You can't like." I want to hear the crash, and I think that was coming from a place of anarchistic bravado. No, that does not mean I'm a member of Antifa because there is no membership and certainly no central leadership. Yeah, that's kind
0: of a weird thing. And also like- I was really feeling that, yeah,
1: I want to feel the crash. And then as soon as you said that, I'm like, okay, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, I prefer it that way. right, fine. You got, you're probably right, but I'm not going (laughs) to fully admit that you're right because that would be emasculating and-
0: Wow. (laughs) Are men okay?
1: No y'all so
0: fragile i'm I mean, so sorry totally. we're
1: fine i don't know what you're talking about geez
0: it's like do you have do you have any friends who like you you as an adult or like in college or high school you played a board game or a video game with them one time and the way they behaved when they lost made you realize that their parents had left them win every game they ever played in their life and it just made yes. them into kind of and like it's harder to learn how to like accept loss or being wrong or not doing well as an adult than it is as a child.
1: My sophomore year of college, we had a foosball table in the middle of our living room. I think we were given it for free. I don't entirely remember the circumstances of which we acquired it. I just remember having a foosball <laughs> table. from a
0: bar. <laughs>
1: so here's the thing is, I'm going to admit something really dorky here. I also had a foosball table in my bedroom as a kid, slash in the garage. Yeah, I had one. Like, neighborhood to kids would come around and we'd all play foosball. Right. I got kind of okay. Good, I'm at, good at it foosball. because you I'm would. good at foosball. Yeah, that's, I'm, that's cool. I'm good that's at great. it. I enjoy it. I have fun. We get to college, and so this guy that I knew, who may or may not have actually been my roommate, was incredibly competitive and also played sports for the college that I went to could not handle the fact that I beat him every single time. Right. And then broke the foosball table out of anger. That
0: is bad. (laughs) That's like, I've had that experience with a guy who like kind of tried to date me in college. And then one day we're a a couple of us are playing Monopoly and I'm just, I think it's like my parents never let me win at games. So if I wanted to win at games, I had to be, come good at the games <laughs> so i was just like winning and i'm not like i'm not a bad loser but i'm not a gracious winner either like i was just enjoying myself i was having fun i was winning at monopoly a game that i'm just traditionally not great at because again my parents never let me win so i never felt good at it
1: and you know, monopoly my- the game that proves that even given the concept that people start with a level of equity Uh, Or uh, equity, equality, et cetera, from the the get-go, that it's still incredibly likely for antitrust to – or monopolies and antitrust to form, you know, and therefore undermine the basis of capitalistic society.
0: I was going to say that it takes money to make money, but cool. You've been spending some time in CHOP, haven't you?
1: I haven't been. I really want to go and – I think the only reason why I won't be going to Chop or Chaz or whatever we're calling it these days is uh, I also just haven't left my house for anything other than like groceries and very bare minimum things just out of yeah. concern for COVID and the health needs of the family members in my household yeah. related to that.
0: Yeah, my husband went down today with our neighbor and they just were there for a, a, a minute while they were going to a grocery store in Capitol Hill. Um, a, a Greek grocery store that our neighbor, neighbor's friend owns. And uh, yeah, Rick said it was really chill. He's like, there's a guy who started a garden. The businesses are open and everyone seems pretty, pretty cool. He's like, it just kind of felt like going to a, a, a little street fair.
1: Yeah, I had a friend describe it as like during the, during the, like before Chaz or Chop or whatever, it, when when the protests were a little bit more like actively like facing off um, with riot control, there was fear. Like my friend described it, I feared for my life. I was seriously concerned and my safety was not guaranteed. Yeah. Now I went to go visit Chop or Chaz. I think well, we're, it was we're Chaz. To
0: first. Chop. We moved to Chop. Yeah.
1: Right, right. So I went to go visit Chop and my friend said, I I am so scared that I might get a contact high, or worse, I might get offered a burrito pizza. <laughs> yeah, my my
0: my my band member's uh, roommate got offered some pot. He's like, that was pretty much it.
1: <laughs> Somehow that is the worst thing that could happen there. And all things considered, I I think that's that's not bad.
0: Well, I heard that some guy showed up with a gun today and kind of looked around and was like, "Yeah, I don't need this," and left
1: yeah yeah, buddy if you're here to no, uh,
0: nobody knows okay. if he was like a proud boy who was like this is this is something I need to fight against or like I want to offer my protective services to this organization kind of looked around and was like yeah I don't need this and left like I think that basically says everything that the, the some some media sources aren't reporting
1: oh for sure I mean
0: like, I... like Rick's m- mother called him are you okay he's like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> why wouldn't yeah, we be okay? Like, they stopped the police. Were gassing people in Capitol Hill, which just I know nobody no, understands neighborhoods and cities that aren't theirs. But Capitol Hill is the largest than um, city of residential occupants. Like in in the downtown area, more people live in Capitol Hill than any other neighborhood in the city. Is my understanding of it, and
1: that sounds. So about, were, I think maybe follow up to that would maybe be Queen Anne.
0: Maybe. Uh, Queenie is or traditionally beacon, always more expensive. Uh, that's not the city. In, I mean, like, downtown, downtown Seattle. Like, it has right, the highest right. like a population density. And uh, my, my friend lives, like, overlooking everything that was happening. And she was getting tear gassed every night while she was in her home with her girlfriend and her dog doing nothing. <laughs> like... Like, still getting affected because, like, these tear gas canisters that the police are, like, throwing at people because they grabbed some person's umbrella and the person instinctively pulled it back and they just start gassing everybody or stuff like that. They basically killed a 21 year old girl until medics could bring her back, like, because they hit her with a tear, directly with a tear gas canister. So then when the police left, there hasn't been an incident in Capitol Hill since the police left. Like, wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, so here, here's my thoughts on that. It, I've had, in the last couple of days, I've had several, like more than two, several friends and family members reach out and be like, hey, is like everything okay over there? Like, did you just become Russia? Or like, what's going on? Are you safe? Do you need like money for a plane ticket? <sighs>
0: Billy Perndon's joking <laughs> tweet. Do y'all, need, do y'all need some fair trade coffee?
1: <laughs> uh, so I, I've had very well-meaning friends and family and not anyone who I, I would seriously accuse of, of being indecent human beings, just people who are legitimately concerned for my health and my safety and that of my family. But I also didn't get those phone calls a couple weeks ago when – the Seattle police department was getting caught on camera doing some much more heinous things. So I don't, I think, I think this falls into the category of we fear what we don't know.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: think that's a very, uh, I would say that that's the concept that humans fear what they don't know. I think is part of the human condition, I think that right. is entirely normal. That's my own philosophical assessment of um, as a, as a portion of the human condition. Right. Feel free to disagree with me on that. That's just kind of my thoughts, and I think in a lot of areas that applies. I think we're so used to police brutality in a sense, and being a lot of folks are able to justify it as they're doing their job, and you know this has just come par for the course, and all of that. That it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily your first thought that crosses your mind. You're like wait, is that a problem? Are we okay with yeah. like it, No one's like, no one's jumping to that. It's like, oh, this is, this is how it goes. I would say that's a very similar thing where I grew up as a military brat in the military. And I kind of grew up thinking this is normal. This is how the world works. We just invaded Iraq. Cool. And it, it didn't hit me <laughs> oh until gosh. college. And, and after college, you're like, wait a minute. I've always just kind of taken that wholesale. But what, how do I actually, let, let's break this down. How do feel? So my friends and family haven't necessarily kind of hit that spot. I think that's okay. I'm not bagging on anyone for not having reached that point. Um, I think the excuses for not having reached that point are starting to run a little bit thin, but I, I, I get it.
0: I, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's so modern policing is just that it's modern and things like police officers on patrol and police officers carrying what weapons and police officers having militarized gear and not necessarily being, That's all new. Um, Is it? It's yeah. It's actually um, a lot of our modern policing techniques came from exactly one person. So I would just have to Google it, um, and that would probably probably be not something we should talk about on this podcast at this moment. But <laughs> I'll just um, simply
1: state that I'm not convinced of the source, or that I don't necessarily agree at face value with your assessment. But go on.
0: That modern policing is modern. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, okay. Knights weren't cops. Okay. I, like, I don't, I don't know. Okay. So that's fine. Whatever. Um, but that's not really what we were going to talk about this right.
1: I, I'm just choosing not to engage. I'm just simply letting it know, be known that I'm not giving wholesale approval for what you're saying right now.
0: That's fine. You should question the things that I'm saying out of out of nowhere. That's great, actually, honestly. And uh, then I will find my resources. and We'll discuss it more thoroughly later. Instead of yelling at each other right now for disagreeing Sibble, with civil,
1: respectful discourse. I love it.
0: Yeah, isn't that We're neat? Like, I'm like, that.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. There was something somebody other podcaster I was talking to this week, and at one point I said, "I don't agree with I don't agree with your assessment on something." And uh, I just kind of wanted to leave it at that because I didn't want to get into it more.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
0: And what we were not discussing, we weren't debating the Squire Paranormal series, which would have been uh, a a much funner thing, to.
1: <laughs> that's probably a lot more exciting at this point, or certainly more refreshing. Um,
0: more refreshing. And I've never, like, yeah. The how's, How is that for a transition?
1: <laughs> that is... I would say that is a paranormal transition into a paranormal Ooh,
0: topic. but I'm wait, hold on a second. Beautiful. There we go. There it is. <laughs> My shock jock soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the squire had leaked. Well, someone had leaked the Squire Paranormal series right before Winter NAM.
1: Digital snitches get digital stitches.
0: And Everyone, I think, was a little disappointed that that's not what got announced. But uh, they were going to announce it. Is my understanding at Summer Nam, and since Summer Nam wasn't happening, it got it got announced late last week. The Paranormal series, which features uh, probably getting the most attention. um, Well, there are a couple miles that getting a lot of attention, and I think overall people are super stoked on the line. But it has the marks the return of the Squire Supersonic. Which was which is your white whale?
1: It is well, not the Squire one specifically, but the Supersonic well, the is my Supersonic, white
0: whale. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the Fender Pawn Shop Supersonic. Fender Pawn
1: Shop Supersonic series that came out. It was a better part of a decade ago. Yeah, uh, with some they, great
0: colors, but uh, uh,
1: they did an orange metallic sparkle that yeah. was just. And the reason why it's my white whale is the criteria. Which, yeah, for so white that's, whale. A Mobi,
0: that's a Moby. That's a Moby Dick reference for those at home.
1: Okay. Weird flex, but alright. So oh, I just I'm just I'm sorry. <laughs> to, to
0: say just white that's not that's not the world's most common phrase, so I thought it would explain to people who don't know what a white whale is. It's like the one that got away.
1: Moby Dick move, all right.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> anyways, I had the opportunity to buy one used for like 400 bucks, which based on what the current prices are in reverb is ridiculous. I didn't realize that was a bonkers price at the time. I was just thinking, huh, I really like this a lot. This plays way better than it should for a $400 guitar. And it's orange, which really should is honestly the only selling point for anything that I do in my life right now. Is it orange sold? Is that rational? No. No, it's
0: not rational at all. But uh, that's that's, that's a lot of things to say. You didn't buy it and you've regretted it ever since. I've
1: regretted it. And I also just love the concept of the guitar and like one volume.
0: A volume. No, actually, that's wrong. They're both volumes. Each pickup has a volume knob. There's no tone knob on this guitar.
1: Death to tone.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like why have a toggle and volume knobs is my question. But it's, a res- it's an offset. It's a reverse offset. Because then you could just turn the volume down on one of the pickups, and then you wouldn't need a pickup selector.
1: Well, it depends on how it's wired. Are we what? talking? No.
0: That, no. Okay. We're not talking about this. <laughs> it, it's a, an offset guitar. It's a reverse body. So uh, it's also got a reverse headstock. Um it you know i'd always heard that those reverse reverse offsets were prone to neck dive. I didn't really experience that at all um I really like it as a guitar it's got a narrow neck it's only one uh it's only a one and a half inch nut width. uh standard guitars what? Like six and some change yeah,
1: I feel like that wasn't the case on the pawn shop series I don't know but it's on these
0: it's a twenty four inch scale and a one and a half inch nut width um it was a really comfortable guitar. I had Ryan Burke and I both got the exact same guitar in the same color because sadly they're only releasing it right now in kind of a vaguely glittery blue and a vaguely gl- glittery gray or charcoal. I wish they had gone bolder with the colors. Um like orange. Really, yeah, yeah, to be honest. Which
1: also just looked up one of the the used listings on reverb.com for the orange flake supersonic is for 1,400 bucks. So 400 bucks oh, is crap. dumb. I really regret passing on that. Like
0: that's you paid. That was been like 30% of what it like, is now.
1: Usually when I say I regret something, I don't really mean it. Cause I don't really have regrets. So that's one of those, like I lay awake no, at night hurts. in my bed going, ah, why hard. did I pass? I could, I should have.
0: Cause you were young. It doesn't have
1: $400. I mean, yes, but I also had two kidneys.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, you could have sold some plasma. That would have been the poor uh healthy choice. Um but no, so I got the super. I should say I bought with my own money the Supersonic and the offset Telecaster. And I really like the Supersonic a lot. I think it's really fun and it it sounds best with distortion. I love the offset Telecaster and i've always thought to be blunt like an opinion i would never say because i wouldn't want to make anybody mad i've always thought offset I'll telecasters were so dumb so goofy so silly why would you want that i have one now and i love it i was wrong i will admit it i am not too proud to admit that the offset telecasters are so 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 great i love it so much i love it so much andrew
1: well, I'm glad you like it.
0: Thank you. And now Rick my husband also likes he likes it. I was looking at them on the website cuz I'm like I can I can afford to buy two of these. Um I had a coupon full disclosure with my coupon code. And uh I was like I'm like which one do you want? He's like I want a telecaster. <laughs> and I was like also Tele, cool. And then he sees it. And he's like, "Oh, but it doesn't look like a telecaster." <laughs> and then, and he's been playing it the past couple of days, and he just loves it as much as I do. So, yeah, I the Supersonic is so cool, and I like it a lot. Also, I loaned it to my singer, I just because I don't really have space for, it and I film my demo for now. Um, I, um, I am, I, just, I think it says a lot that I love the Supersonic and. Happily handed it to my singer and my band to borrow. And I got the Asatelle and I am i don't enjoy sharing it with my husband.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So real quick, I, I pulled up the spec sheets for both. First of all, I think it's super cool. The Squire ones have the same humbuckers that the Fender Pawn Shop ones did. Stock.
0: Really? Because they're weird. Well, uh, Ryan even measured them and he said they're... Their outputs are way different.
1: I mean, that doesn't necessarily surprise me. No. Uh, but they're both the atomic humbuckers.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right.
1: Which is according to this listing for the Pawn Shop Supersonic electric guitar from whenever this was listed, also lists it as the atomic humbucking for bridge and the neck.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the J. Mascus Jazz Masters also say single coil jazz master. And then a bunch of people in the YouTube video are like, they're P90s. Which, I mean, maybe, but that's not what the website says. There is a
1: difference between a Jazzmaster soap bar and a P90.
0: Yeah, there's a difference.
1: Uh, oh, and the uh, nut width on the Squire is 1.575 inches. So just a notch above an inch and a half. Whereas the Pawn Shop was 1.65.
0: Wait, when I was looking at the Fender website earlier, it said an even
1: 1.5. Well, it says here nut width on... The Squire Electric Guitars Paranormal Supersonic, one point five seven five forty millimeter nut width.
0: Is that the on the Fender website?
1: Yeah, Fender website.
0: Wait, and
1: then according to the listing on Musicians Friend. Oh, I'm
0: sorry, you're a hundred percent right. Forty four forty millimeters.
1: Forty two millimeters for the Fender one. Yeah. Also important to note that the 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 Fender Pawn Shop series both of the humbuckers were angled whereas yeah. the squire series only the bridge is angled
0: which weird, i know is a small
1: detail but i actually prefer them both angled i feel yeah. like if i got the squire to have to offset the other one as well because you know because it's off.
0: like a it's like a mustang have, has both angled and
1: i just think it, it the way that the body shape looks it just kind of
0: it looks better both angled
1: it looks better with both angled and with the 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 neck pickup not angled it draws my attention to that pickup because it feels so out of place and it just kind of interrupts the rhythm of the flow of uh, i feel like such an art snob right now uh,
0: no i I agree with you completely like the aesthetics of it because then it would match exactly like the curve of the horns if it were if they were both angled
1: isn't this so lovely? Imagine this is the first episode a listener is listening to and they're like, Wow, they're talking about offset guitars. And then they yeah, go back and listen to other episodes, like, wait, where's the offset g- I thought these guys talked about we always get tagged in uh people's pictures of people's of,
0: offset guitars. I love I
1: don't that. I love but I also think it's really funny because some of the tags we get like some of the posts we get tagged in on social media, I'm like, I don't think you guys have listened to the show. It's the
0: same. There have been people who reach out to us because they want us to promote their offset guitars that we've never played, and I'm like, why?
1: <laughs> I mean, by all don't get me wrong, I love offset guitars.
0: I do, but like, I'm like, they're like we want to talk about our guitar. And I'm like, have you listened to the show? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, we talk about guitars. We're a little. We're almost more guitar adjacent. <laughs>
1: I mean to be fair, we did just talk about like, you know, police brutality and hippie communes and fascism, Hot. you know, all the all the exciting things before we got to the offset guitars. Yeah. I, I just feel like someone's gotta be listening right now, going, Oh, wow, this is a great show about offset guitars.
0: This is exactly what I anticipated.
1: <laughs> Exactly what the doctor ordered.
0: Uh yes. OSG. Yeah, you know me. Actually I was I finally joined offsetguitars.com, the forum, because I was looking People at our you. I was looking at our analytics and I'm like, oh, we got some YouTube YouTube uh views from uh offset guitars. So I went there and like name searched myself. <laughs> and and I about died when someone said that uh, people were wondering how, like, there are only two demos of the Supersonic and only three demos of any of the Paranormal Series guitars. Two of them are me because <laughs> I bought them from Fender.com. By the way, if you're listening and you really want these, uh, again, Fender did not pay me to say this, but I do know that they seem to be shipping out orders placed on their website immediately and some local shops that have available stock in hand are shipping out whatever they have immediately but i know bigger retailers uh seem to be doing pre-sales uh, with so the caveat
1: if, of if we get if them in stock um,
0: yeah if we get them somebody said that uh, some a, a major retailer i don't have full
1: it, confirmation um, on that this is just an informal one-off source that's told us that but right if true that but, is but like it was, what it
0: was- it was a first-person source, to be clear. Um, to be
1: clear. Very clear. But
0: that, that's also normal, so I be- believe it. And I think the websites say pre-order, no promise, on a ship date, but late June, probably. And uh, yeah, Fender just seems to be shipping them out immediately. So if you can't wait, unless you have like some gift card or some other reason to buy from a major retailer, check out your mom and pops and check out Fender.com first.
1: Fender is Radical, and I definitely want several of these.
0: Yeah, same. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to get a few to demo. I have high hopes, but uh, what what were we talking about?
1: The paranormal series,
0: right? And I how think... much I love the the offset telly. Which is your which is your favorite, and which is your? Do you have a surprising least favorite? Because I do.
1: I'm. Not sure I feel about the Cyclone, but I also feel like I might like it if I sat down and played with it.
0: The Cyclone I would happily play, and the reason I got the, – actually, the reason I got the Offset Tele instead of the Cyclone was because I knew somebody else who was getting the Cyclone to demo, and I didn't want to compete with that person on two guitars.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> uh, the one, There's a couple that I'm really fascinated by. Um one of them is one of the lesser-known ones in this bunch, and that's the Paranormal Toronado.
0: I saw one at a pawn shop on Aurora last year.
1: I'm like fascinated the by it. Ones. See, I that's also, the
0: one I think is the most boring.
1: I think it's got potential, but that's not the one I'm most excited about. The one that I actually really, really want is the uh, Cabernet Telecaster, the baritone one.
0: Yeah, absolute same. Sorry.
1: Uh, that <laughs> one sounds super rad. There's also the uh, the the just the thin line, but I've already got a thin line Telecaster with P90s yeah. in it. Although it looks like this one might have Jazzmaster foot. Like those this
0: are one. actually Jazzmasters, and oh. the reason the reason I really don't I like this is on the the like if I had to rate them on which ones I want, this would be the second to last. Just because since I got the offset telly, how stupid would it be for me to have a jazz master with telecaster pickups and then a telecaster with jazz master pickups at the same time?
1: That sounds like a personal problem.
0: <laughs> does that, but I'm sorry, does, would that not make me the world's most obnoxious guitarist? Because I'm pretty sure it would. <laughs> like, I think
1: of that, all the like, things that would put you in that category, there's plenty of other better contenders.
0: It's got to be like one of the two most hipster moves in the world that have a Telecaster with Jazzmaster pickups and a Jazzmaster with Telecaster pickups instead of just buying a Jazzmaster and a Telecaster separately. Because at one point, like offsets, yeah, like, oh, no, I just really like the shape of the guitar. It's not about the pickups.
1: But I think it would have just been hypocritical because we're clearly a podcast that's all about offset guitars.
0: Well, I mean, that's why it's at the toward the bottom of my list.
1: I see what you're saying. It'd be like drinking PBR out of the glass and then insisting on drinking craft beer out of the can. So right. I, I yeah. get it. I get it. It's and like up
0: and in the wrong way. It's like, yeah, that's exactly right. I want a lot more things like that, like comparisons for that.
1: To quote 2 chains, Yeah, I'm different. Wow. No. The, so the reason why I wouldn't necessarily want the telec the thin line Cabernet is I've got a thin line telecast with p90s in it already that i rather like this no. one doesn't comparatively beat that one out by any stretch of the imagination but the baritone one i've wanted to have a baritone for a little bit now because they're really fun like a lot. i have of an fun.
0: offset baritone from eastwood
1: uh and this two thing. i actually really like tellies i know this we we're supposed to only like offsets but i actually really like the the way a telly body feels it feels really natural to me. It's part of it's because the first guitar I got was the Thin Line telly that I have sitting in my wallet's It's my first electric guitar. It just it feels natural because that's what I'm used to, and I feel like that would be a really great body shape for me to get into the baritone world with a, a familiar body shape, but then with that extended range neck, I think could be a lot of fun. So I would oh, say probably the 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 baritone telly followed by one of the Supersonics that I would immediately start modding stripping the paint off routing the body if necessary and getting a new pit guard so I could do the double um, mm-hmm. the double angled humbuckers maybe yeah. even swap out the humbuckers and I would teach myself how to do a orange flake because you know as much as I'd like the idea of getting the like the original I'm not paying 1400 bucks no. a pawn shop series like it's cool and they That's- don't pop up for sale very often supply and demand I get it I just don't think I could bring myself out on, on principle, yeah. knowing that I could have had it for four hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. So your number one is the car cab- cabernita. Cabernita. Cabernita? cabernita. Cabernita. Hold me. I don't cabernita. know how to pronounce it. I, think I'm sinking So you would get the carbonita, then the supersonic. What would be your third choice?
1: Probably the Toronado. Ooh, great In fact definitely the term or I, now, Specifically I don't know the blue one is the torque.
0: And and what's cool is uh I've seen pictures of these like in shops and they're a lot darker. So I think the darker color looks better. Also the offset telecaster, the natural finish, is closer to a walnut than the color on the website. So keep that in mind, is that the colors seem to generally skew darker than what's pictured.
1: I think Lake Placid Blue is a great color and more more specifically, Lake Placid Blue with the Torque Guard is just a gorgeous combination. I think that would work. I think based on what I'm seeing the website, even if it got a little bit darker, I think it would work really well. I do like a double humbucker situation for pickups as two of my electrics are that way as well. I wouldn't mind having another one and having a little bit of fun with that.
0: And also that they ha- each have their own volume and tone is ideal. It's, it's rare for Fender, but a lot of people do seem to like that. Do these have longer scales?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Where is the spec sheet on this? Uh,
0: Twenty, Actually, yeah, it's, actually it's a shorter scale. It's a, it's a Gibson yeah. scale, 24 5 I thought it was something a little different. Just eyeballing it.
1: Well, just just looking at it, I think that body shape could be very comfortable.
0: I think it's like the wiring is just, it's a Les Paul. Oh yeah, totally. And it's the scale length of a Les Paul, but it's an offset body. So it's like, you take away the boring stuff about an F, a Les Paul, and you put it on an offset.
1: Right, like, and I just, I I've never liked how an off, how a Les Paul feels in my hands.
0: Okay. Um, i step
1: out for two seconds, we'll be right back.
0: Yeah, so I think that um, I don't know why the Tornado just feels a smidge boring to me. It might be that I, I, I almost am a little um, probably skewed because I, I have had one and held it before. And I think it was at a pawn shop on Aurora Avenue. And I, I think it was not even that expensive and it was a Fender guitar and it was an offset and it checked off all of those kind of ideal boxes for me. But I just, I, sometimes when you pick up a guitar, it just doesn't give you that, that, that that feeling you know that 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 kind of magical chemistry sort of feeling like when you 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 meet somebody at a party that you like um but uh not not to to butt in but uh you've actually walked away for a minute and so now the audience doesn't know you left because I did cut out that part but now they know you left because I'm talking about it now but <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I was saying that um, I think that one, the thing is that when I was at a pawn shop in, in North Seattle, I played a tornado for a bit, and it was a really cheap price, and everything seemed right with it, and it was a Fender and an offset, and I, all all those boxes. It just it didn't give me that feeling that you get when you know and immediately bond with an instrument, and so that's kind of why I, I have the tornado. Um, as the last guitar on this list of paranormal series that I would want to buy with my own money.
1: I would, for my last on the list, I'd probably go Cyclone.
0: Oh, really?
1: Honestly, I'm going to go Cyclone for last on my list.
0: So what, so, so you, okay, let's start from top again. Uh, number one, Supersonic. Number two, Baritone. Number three, tornado. No, number
1: one, baritone. Number two, supersonic.
0: Okay, my bad. Uh, number three is tornado. What's number four? The bass or the thin the base. line? Yeah, that's a pretty handsome bass. I really like the white color. And uh, then f- five would be the, the thin line.
1: Five is going to be the offset Telecaster.
0: Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that one because it was yeah. Go ahead. So offset Telecaster, then the thin line.
1: Then the thin line. The thin line just doesn't necessarily do it for me in terms of something yeah. different yeah. but it's also it, it's a telly body it's similarish pickup to the one I've got right now it, mm-hmm. I feel I like could, I could settle into really enjoying that guitar after a little bit of time oh. uh, and then and I'm going to go last for the Cyclone
0: wow well at least we know if Fender sends us a Cyclone you won't you won't be gunning for it if they send us a Tornado I could be wrong I
1: could, be wrong. I could mm-hmm. totally be wrong on this but
0: I mean this is just from looking at the website which you want because the list I'm about to give you of my ranked of is is biased toward what I've held in my hands.
1: Before you give the list, I just want to explain my reasoning briefly. I actually really like the body shape of the cyclone. I like the fact that it's got three pickups and I think could be really cool for a strat situation.
0: Yeah, because they are strat pickups this time around, not drag ones.
1: Here's my problem. It's also sort of my problem with JAGs. I don't like having to hit, like, I like having a toggle switch, not the, like, I don't have. The I know slider switches. Slider the toggle. Switch.
0: Oh, well, I mean, yeah, they're sliders, yeah.
1: I feel like that would really bother me for, like, a live application for swapping between pickups and, and whatnot. Just having it, like, the each individual pickups on and off slider switch, I think would really throw me.
0: But you're I, less likely to, like, accidentally knock them.
1: Sure. I also Especially don't typically. I don't to typically toggle toggle accidentally nudge my toggle switches, though. Yeah. So I feel like that would be that's the one that's the one non-starter for me for the on is those on-off pickup switches. They look cool, kind of. I don't know. Do they look cool? I'm not sold yeah. on it. I, I think I, they look
0: cool. I think yeah.
1: It's also right. They're also sitting right about where my strum pattern is. So I'd also very likely bump those
0: see my i'm going to tell you why my one and two swapped after i bought them so initially when i saw them number one was supersonic uh probably number two was cyclone and then number three would be the offset telly but when i bought these they didn't have the cyclone on the website yet so i bought the supersonic and the offset telly and as you've heard me gush, the Offset Tele I just am in love with, instantly bonded with. It feels like a Telecaster even, and it just screams. It's just, mm, I love it a lot. The Supersonic, I really, really like. I don't want to give the wrong impression that I don't like it, because I do, but the position of that first volume knob with, like, how the rest of the guitar sits on the body, I kept racking my pinky knuckle against it while I was playing and it hurt. (laughs) So like when I was playing it later, I had to,
1: and it hurt.
0: Well, I just, I'm kind of a loosey goosey with my right wrist. When I, when I play just be just, it's the style I've kind of developed. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll just have to like choke up and play a lot tighter on the supersonic is to, to just ensure that I'm not going to hit my pinky.
1: I'll give you this. I think, from an aesthetic standpoint, one of the best looking ones has got to be the the offset Telecaster in the Surf Green. I think with the maple fretboard, I think that looks so good, dripping in vintage vibes.
0: If and if you're looking on the website, I would agree with you. I went with the natural walnut, thinking it's too light of a guitar. I don't like light brown guitars, really. And I get it, and I unbox it, and I think they've given me the wrong thing because it's this beautiful. Uh, it's like a walnut, but redder. It mm-hmm. is a smidge less dark, and it's just beautiful. I me mean, too. Sure. So my base, my basis wants the offset telly in the other color. I mean, I like I how my wish,
1: kitchen table looks too.
0: I wish that they had. Um, they only did two models, two colors at most for the models, right?
1: I think so. Just clicking around, Except- I haven't seen one that had more.
0: Yeah, and the baritone only has one color. It looks like the base might only come in one color. It looks like the thin line might also just come. So retract what I said. Just in general, I wish they'd released more color options. No, the the
1: thin line comes in Fiesta Red as well. Oh,
0: right, right, right. Um, Does the baritone? Oh, no, the baritone just seems to be black. And the base, let's look at this guy. Oh, the base comes in two colors, blonde or white.
1: Butterscotch blonde or white blonde.
0: Yeah, and that's. I should that, probably not...
1: say the white blonde looks better between a the two. A lot better.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big butterscotch person, <gasps> even when even when it's unless I guess it's Tom Petty, because I just think... don't think you should be playing Tom Petty's color.
1: Well, a butterscotch blackguard is one of the best looking guitars on the planet. I think. Sure,
0: and it's Tom Petty's only to have.
1: I disagree with that statement. Sure. I like Tom um, Petty. Don't get me wrong. Rest in peace. I, as one of the, the musicians that I will forever be sad, I never got to see live.
0: Oh, I I got to see him live.
1: I know. I think we've had this conversation. It makes me sad. I
0: sing I, every, a lot of times The cat, my I sing. You're a good girl. You love your mama. You love cookies and bird watching too. And you're a good girl. Crazy about laser. Love scratches and your papa too. Yeah, okay,
1: so that's cool. But are you going to tell me that you're going to tell Bruce Springsteen that he can't play his butterscotch blackguard?
0: Oh, okay. Two people in this
1: world. <laughs> I'm just saying we could go, we could start chunking through the no, list. Elvis Costello good. played one when we went to go see him.
0: Yeah. He but he's a but his guitar is a jazz master and end of story.
1: But he got to play the the Scott it looked so good. It sounded phenomenal. I'm just saying. You're being no, very exclusionary. Right
0: Elvis Costello has his guitar.
1: And he can- I'm gonna go here. Prince's guitar you... is derivative of that. So No, it's
0: not. It's a flame maple. Derivative.
1: Shut your dirty little
0: mouth. Shut your dirty little mouth.
1: Derivative. Sh- so you? if you're gonna pull that card, it's gonna fly back in your face.
0: Did you ever let me talk long enough to name my top name my entire order of the paranormal series? No, just the top two. Exactly.
1: Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening, thanks for understanding Uh, So now After I've played two of them My number one offset telly Number two supersonic Three cyclone, four baritone Uh, Five bass Six thin line Seven Tornado
1: Boom All right.
0: Mm. On that note (laughs) (laughs)
1: on that note thanks for listening and thanks for understanding my name is Andrew
0: and I'm Emily
1: goodbye